Hello, we played some games. We did. <laughs> I didn't know how to start, so <laughs> we're just gonna go with that. Nice. Um, yeah, that that's there's your there's your cold open. We played some games. <laughs> oh man! Big sequels. Yeah. Big old sequels. One's a demo. One's is a not even a complete game. So mm. we're really just. <laughs> We're doing great here this week. Killing it. Killing it. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lamb Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Alley and Ladyum. Hello. This is episode 145. That's a lot of episodes. It is a lot of episodes. In case you were not aware. Uh, so yeah, we played some games. We did. One's a demo, like I said. One is a game that is almost complete. Mm-hmm. It's not an early access game, but it's just an episodic game that has not reached its climax, full episode length, whatever you wanted to say. It's finale. It's finale. That's a better word to say. Wow. <laughs> I have words. You have the good words here. That's eh, debatable. I just have words. <laughs> we are going to start off with a uh, with a demo we played, mm-hmm. and then that we, we probably regret playing because it's like, oh man, this game doesn't come out for another month. I know that's the hard part Please. about it is that like now that I played it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play more immediately. <laughs> but you can't. Mm-mm. Oh uh, man, I want to so bad. A series that we have talked at length about mm-hmm. recently over the past year. One of our uh, new favorite RPG series. It's true. Uh, the third iteration of the Legends of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel series has a demo out on the the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. We played it. We played it. Uh, it is the prologue of the game. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a good length, but obviously not 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 a ton of stuff you get to do or anything. Um, but saves do carry over into the main game, which is nice. I appreciate when games do that. <laughs> it makes my life much easier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, okay, I didn't waste like three hours of my time. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Uh, this is the first game that they made specifically for the PS4 in general, like with that mindset. So there was no PS3 or Vita versions in Japan. So like it is made for that console in general. So like, you know, they take full advantage of just like the, the hardware and everything. So... Not a not a up-res or anything, not a re-release, nothing like that. But also, you can't put your save stuff in, apparently. Correct, because this was this came out prior to the re-releases of 1 and 2 coming out. Mm-hmm. So they just didn't have, like, a good way to get that, that those previous saves up into the PS4 before they, they put those re-releases out. So nothing carries over from 2 to 3, but... Apparently, I think stuff will carry from three to four. Yes, and I've heard that you also get stuff if you have save files from one and two Correct. into four. Yes. So, but that's not really related. I was just. <laughs> um. So. So essentially, obviously, there's not a whole lot we can talk about. We can talk about a little bit about the story and everything from the brief glimpse we get at it. Um, and the UI. And the and that that hot new UI. Oh man, it's uh, beautiful. Apparently, this takes place a year and a half after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2. Mm-hmm. Breen has graduated from Thor's 
He's now a, a teacher. He graduated a month ago from Thor's. He did. So they just fast-tracked was... him. They're like, all right, get out of here. Well, they didn't really fast-track him because he was 19. Well, also, he was doing a bunch of missions as well. So, like, they probably did some stuff to help him kind of get through. Yeah, I mean, fair. He was, like, you know, out doing Black Ops stuff. So, mm -hmm. like... You know, honestly, you would think that, like, they would just give him the diploma because he's been doing what they were trying to teach people to do. Pretty much. So, like, eh, but anyway, he went back to high school and he completed it at 19. Now he's 20 and he's a teacher. Yep. Um, so the game, the the demo starts off in the game as well with a, basically kind of like a callback to Trails of Cold Steel 1 where it begins you mid-mission of, of something that's going to happen later on in the game. Mm -hmm. um, you take control of Reen's students. Well, there's a handful of them. I don't know if it's the full class or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and you are trying to retake this base that's being occupied by someone. One of them is like the the armored lady from the last game. Yes, the one who was hanging out with McBurn. McBurn! Um, and like her, she has a whole group because mm -hmm. she has like the lady that she like trains Follows. under. Yeah. Um, so that, that's going to be a thing in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, so you basically, you make your way through this and you eventually have to fight them. The fight kind of goes badly for you. And by that, I mean, you get gated in the, in the fight itself. Yeah. Uh, and then Reen and his crew show up and you're like, yeah. And then it just, it's basically time shifts you back to Reen. Right getting into this new new city and meeting up with Toa and learning about the new school he's going to be teaching at and learning all the the cast of characters he gets to teach with and teach. So one thing that I want to mention before we move to him teaching is that like when he showed up, I was basically like screeching at you like, my boy, Reen, my boy, Gaius. I'm just like <laughs> yelling my boy at everybody. I was so excited. It was It was a good moment. It was really... It made me very, very happy. Anyway, he's a teacher now. He is a teacher. Um, so you get like the uh, the introduction that this is a Thor's branch, branch campus, and people really don't have high hopes for it. Essentially, mm -hmm. um, the principal of the school is one of the generals from the Noble Alliance from mm -hmm. the previous game. Um, one of the other instructors is someone from the railway military police. And then another dude is from Crossbell? Yes. He also has the best name, Randy Orlando. Rand Randolph Orlando. What a good what name. What a name. Oh, man. He sounds like he'd be a wrestler. He did, honestly, yeah. Uh, along with Toa, that's basically the, the crew that, that is in the school. Also, there's a special advisor who is the weird, like... Professor? Non-emotional uh, professor who is in... Trails of Cold Steel 2, who mm -hmm. basically comes in near the end and helps uh, make the, the new weapon for Valimar. So it's a weird, it's a weird school, it to is. say the least. It's odd that, like, you only have um, four teachers, basically. And there's, like, barely any students. There are only three classes, it seems like. So there's mm -hmm. not, like, the whole weird hierarchy that was in the... The original Thor's campus, where it's like, oh, the the noble students go here, and then the commoners go here. Like they they basically make out like uh, plain and clear early on. It's like because Reen obviously gets his own class seven um, to do with, and mm -hmm. 
essentially this class seven is not going to be like oh we're going to try and see how commoners and nobles can act together it's like no nah, we are training you to do blackout missions <laughs> yeah that's so it that's very, the reason very different yes um and then eventually you get kind of thrust into a little mini mission where you fight in a dungeon quote-unquote which is basically the old schoolhouse from the the first two games mm -hmm. but it's like a revamped version of it where it's more like high tech and looks better and all that sort of stuff basically they they like took that idea and like copied it over here to this new campus and i'm assuming built it and then like projects enemies into it basically mm -hmm. which i'm assuming that's going to be kind of like a, a thing that you're going to do in the main game where you're going to keep going through that that building and eventually you'll reach the top and clear it and then something will be hidden or something within there or whatever yeah probably it'll be something uh, but this gives you a good like chance to it tutorializes you through like a lot of the combat um most of the stuff is kind of like you know if you've played the other games you will you kind of have an idea of what you're you're getting into here um there's a few new things in here like there is a uh there is a an opportunity when you're out of combat and you're trying to initiate combat where if you press like a certain button you can get like a triple advantage and automatically take a bunch of damage off of the enemies and all that sort of stuff um and then there is a new option which i forget what it's called but it takes away your brave points your bp mm -hmm. and it's like a general command to everyone and like the the two options you have in the demo is like one is it raises the attack for everyone and then the other one is like it raises defense for everyone and also heals them over time um, so there's a new little mechanic called it had I, a name. Oh, it, uh, it's basically like Reem giving orders. Yeah, there is a specific name for it, but I don't remember it. Same. Um, also, there's new Arcus. They look more like cell phones. They don't look like ginormous things that you're going to call someone on, but they look like actual like flip phones more like. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, and through this, you get to learn a little bit about like the class you get because you only get three students to, to begin with. Um, the 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 pre-mission that they show off has to have five uh, characters, so you'll at least th your class is going to expand at some point. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, so you have Kurt Vander. He's a Vander relative. He is. Which they're, they're like, we'll know the Vanders. They don't. He doesn't look like any of them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not built like them. I don't have their hair color either. We <laughs> just like, all right. Yep. Uh, and then the other two, I forget their names. <laughs> Uh, one is Yuna. Yes. She is from Crossbell, so she basically hates everyone. And she was in the police academy type mm -hmm. thing. Um, the other is Altina. That sounds right. She was one of the antagonists from Trails of Cold Steel 2 and is also the character that you work with and on one of the post-credits uh, sequences in Trails of Cold Steel 2 as well when you infiltrate Crossbell. She's Black Rabbit. Yes. So she's now in your class as well. Mm -hmm. That's your squad. Mm -hmm. Currently, anyway. Which, I mean, it makes sense because, like, in in Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2, you start with small group and then, like, keep Expands adding out, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's general JRPG trope anyway, so. It is, but, like, at least with 1 and 2, like, there's you. A, there's a groundwork for that. Yeah, like, you have the crew there. Mm. This one, like, I am trying to figure out how these other students are like, I want to go be a black ops person. <laughs> I don't want to be in military finance. <laughs> military finance. <laughs> um, I want to say one really, really good thing about this demo. Uh, I asked you, and you confirmed that this is the case, 
Um, there is a scene where Reen gets off the train and he is like somebody says hi to him. He's looking around and he sees nothing and he's very confused. And then eventually he looks down and sees Toa. And I was like, Jared, is this what it's like to stand next to me? And you're like, yes. <laughs> and now I know what it's like to stand next to me. I know what go. it's like to be tall and look down at a s- small person. The, the, you finally know. Now I finally know. I just thought it was funny. I was like, is, is this how it is? Yes, that is exactly how it is. Uh. Which, oh, I love Toa. Um, I think they made her butt bigger. That's the her, one thing you notice. I'm pretty sure her butt's bigger. Her butt looks a lot bigger. She's been maybe, doing some squats in the year and a half you last saw her. Maybe it's just the skirt. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Because the skirt style is different. It's like a pencil skirt as opposed to like the schoolgirl suit is skirt. Mm-hmm. So it, it may just be the style, but like her butt looks bigger. Um, Patrick is there and has Nick Carter hair. Which we uh, we talked about that, and then things happened with that. With the Carters. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Oof, yikes. Um, but I even sent you, like, comparison photos of, like, look <laughs> at did. this. This is Nick Carter's hair in, like, 1996. Oh, um, buddy. Uh, and... Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was going to say, like, he also is like, hey, Rian, can I, like, hang out with your sister? Rian's like, <laughs> get f-. Which apparently she's going to start fighting now. If that opening cut opening cutscene is to be examined in truth, she fought a little bit in the other one. So yeah, but it looks more like she's like I'm gonna beat people up. Cool. <laughs> um, I really like the new battle UI and everything. Like it's so slick. It's, it's lovely. It's very slick. Also, this game does something that I I found to be really enjoyable and thought was really cool. Um, we have talked about this before. Um, but do you, you remember us talking about me showing you that Persona 3 tech demo where the characters would go in and out of battle seamlessly mm-hmm. and it would, they would stay within like their environment within mm-hmm. the battle. It wouldn't like change to a pre-rendered ba- like background and everything like that. This game basically does that. Like there's still like a cut from like you initiating battle to going into battle to mm-hmm. where like the game loads and does all that. But where you have the battle is basically where you are on the map. So basically, if you have like, if there are crates near you that you haven't opened, those will stay in the same spot they are while you're having that battle. Um, and you can like, you can easily tell exactly where you are because like, if you look and like, oh well, I'm in this room and there's there's a doorway to to straight ahead and there's a doorway to my left. Once you go into battle, those will stay exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. And like that's such a great great thing that they are able to kind of pull off here. Like. I know people will probably lament that like there's no Vita or PS3 versions of these games, but like if this was the kind of stuff that they can pull off now that they're on the PS4, like legit, yeah, legit. <laughs> Let's do that. It's pretty exciting, honestly. It's it's really cool. It's one um, of those like real subtle things that you wouldn't notice unless you're really paying attention, but like uh-huh. it's it's such a just like a a really good touch they add to this game. Which, speaking of subtle, we talked about this. Um, they did a really good job of actually making the like Cold Steel kids look older. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of it. <clears throat> it's not like they're like, well, let's just throw like facial hair on them or something like that. Reen's um, got like, a mustache. <laughs> uh, although Reen does have fake glasses, which is amazing. Uh, I like how he does that to try and make sure like no one knows who he is and everyone's like, oh, 
<laughs> I just thought he thought it made it cool. I think he was trying to like blend in. Mm. And, and it, it just did not work. <laughs> yeah, like you can't wear that outfit that he's wearing and think you blend in, no. honestly. Like that's just not not realistic. Um, but the fake glasses were very funny. I was yes. like, you're going to wear these fake glasses all the time, buddy. Uh, this game also features characters from the previous Legends of Heroes, or the Trails games. Mm-hmm. Um, Tita and Agate, who are characters you meet early on. Uh, Tita is the the, the blonde-haired girl who works with the, the, the weird old professor. Agate is the red-haired dude with like the weird scar on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are characters from Trails in the Sky. And then Tio, who I don't think we've met, and then our boy Randy Orlando. Randy Orlando are from the the PSP games, oh, the wow. Crossbell games. I mean, all I guess of, that makes sense. All of this is to say we are going to have to play Trails in the Sky at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know. we are really going to have to. Yeah. Which unfortunately, that's going to be like a PC thing, because they never put the third game out on console. Would my computer do that? I, I I don't know if it if it would handle a Mac. Hmm. I don't know, but those games are like PSP games, so hmm. performance wise, I doubt it would be that big of a thing. But also, yeah, that could be an issue. But yeah, so a brief, brief taste of what Trails of Cold Steel Three is going to be. I'm so ready. I want to know. Like, what the heck is going to happen? And I'm just real, real excited. And I know that I have to wait, like, a month. Because mm-hmm. the game would have uh, probably been out by now if it didn't get delayed. Right. But now i got to wait till till next month. Just butts. But uh, that game seems good. I'm real excited about it. I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's out now if you want to pick that up and play it and have your data transfer over, transfer over, transfer over into the uh, the the full game when it when it drops in late October. And if uh, you haven't played a trails trails game, like I don't know, check it out and try it and see if that's your cup of tea. But we also, this, like, what are you doing with your life? We had this conversation of like, because you mentioned like, oh, if people hadn't played Trails of Cold Steel before, like, why would they play this? But that game seems to have the kind of inklings of it being a soft reboot in a way of like, this is a, a way we're going to try and introduce new people to the series, which I guess makes sense because like it is the series going to a new platform essentially. Mm-hmm. So like they probably have to do that sort of stuff in general. I just, I don't know. There's so many references that I'm like, I don't think that it's possible that somebody who, like hasn't played the other ones would understand what the heck is happening. Yeah. And like it it is easy now to like play those other games on PS4 as well, so Mhm. It's not like before we'd be like, "Oh, well, I, tr- do you have a PS3? Do you have a Vita? Can your computer handle this?" <laughs> it's like, "No, nah, you can just have everything on one singular platform. It's fine." Yay. So that makes it a little easier. But yeah. That's Trails of Cold Steel 3 the demo. We'll, we will be talking about this game more in the future. Oh, you bet we will. <laughs> uh, but we played something else recently as well. Uh-huh. Um, I was I was telling you about games that were on sale. Yeah. 
and Life is Strange 2 was on sale mm-hmm. for a, a decent price. Yeah, it was. It was like 10 for bucks the, off or something like that. For the whole for the whole season. Yeah, so I have five pre-ordered, basically. Yes. Um, and you hadn't gotten into it yet because you were kind of waiting until the end, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to get it when everything was released, mm-hmm. but then this happened. I was like, well, never mind. Why not go for it now? Yay! So you picked up Life is Strange 2, and you, then you just barreled through all four episodes that are out now. Whoops. And then got me to finally play the, the last two episodes I hadn't played yet. Yay! Got me back on the ball. Um, so yeah. <laughs> We have previously talked about Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm, the previous entries in the Life is Strange series, which aren't connected to this game really at all. Outside mm-hmm. of like a few references at that, this is its own thing. Yes. It is unlike Trails of Cold Steel 3 that I don't feel like you would have to play the other one to get stuff out of this one. Totally. Like there's like one instance where it references the original game and it's like by a choice in the first episode that the game asks you mm-hmm. in the beginning. Otherwise like it's completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this game is almost a year old now. As weird as that sounds. Wow. The first episode came out on September 27th of last year. So, like, the episodes for this game have been a little bit more spread out. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been releasing quite as frequently as Life is Strange 1 or even Before the Storm had, where it was kind of like they got everything in, in, in a calendar year. And it was basically, like, a month or two in between episodes, maybe, like, two months at most. Um, this has been a, l- a little bit more. Like, the, the, the length between episode 1 and 2 was four months. The length between two and three was three and a half months. Three and four was June, July, about three and a half months again. And then episode five isn't coming until the beginning of December. So I think like that's kind of, in a way, been a hindrance to this game. Because while this game is like is good, mm-hmm. like there's no taking away from that. Like There's not a lot of people talking about this game. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it it's kind of hard when it's not finished yet. And I think just like this this long wait in between episodes, it's just like people forget. People forget and it's like kind of killing its own momentum in a way. Yeah. When, Which like, is sucky cuz it's a really good game. It is. Like this is if if you like Life is Strange and Before the Storm and like episodic games with narrative choices and all that sort of stuff, like this is another one of those that is really good. Mhm. It is super, super good. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really liked um, Life is Strange after we played that. Um, Before the Storm was fine. Um, yeah. Like General the best sentiment. Part <laughs> best part about that was Tempest. Um, but this one, I was like, okay. Yeah, I get this. You can tell the, the, the actual developers are back on board with this one. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um. There have been moments where I was just like, oh, God, what is happening? Uh, and it's great. It's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, each episode seems to be a lot longer as well. Like, mm-hmm. You could probably finish a Life is Strange one episode in like two hours-ish. 
give or take, depending on just how much you're poking and prodding and stuff and all that sort of stuff. These feel like they take about three to four. Um, and there's also just a lot more choices involved within each episode. Like, like I said, the previous game, there was like five big choices you would make. Here, sometimes there's like ten. You can't reverse it. And yeah, the the big thing here is that like you don't, as the player character, you don't have the power to really undo choices or anything like that. I mean, you you can technically if you save scum, but there's no end game mechanic to be like, oh. I didn't like that choice I made. Let me go back, rewind, and fix it. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. Just stressful. It is very... It is. It, it does make the game a lot more stressful in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, there are multiple times I was like, oh, God, what do I pick? had so many moments where I was just concerned. Yep. And I think that's kind of one of the way, one of the reasons I kind of like inadvertently fell off of it was just because like these episodes are long. Like it's not something you just kind of like get through in a couple hours and you're like, all right, it's like you have to stay committed to this because it's going to, you're in for a long, a long ride. And also this, these choices can be stressful. It's also like a really emotionally heavy game. That too. Like this um, game, so. this game doesn't. Let's just say it does not f- around. It does not, and in the least. That's that's basically laid bare at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it just keeps moving forward. Um, we will obviously be talking about spoilers for this game. Um, so if you are in the middle or wanting to play or haven't played through a certain episode, that's stuff we're going to talk about. But general consensus from us, it could. It's good. You should definitely check it out once everything's released. If you're if you're waiting on that, or if not, you should definitely pick it up now if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this game does include portions from uh, the demo they put out, uh, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Yes. Um, so that is something you should play before getting into this as well, because mm-hmm. choices made in that will carry over into this. But those don't basically take place until the second episode. Right. Um. But that's free, so. It is free, so yes. Uh, so yeah, Life is Strange Two. Oof. The mean streets of Seattle, Washington. <laughs> the Northwest, which, granted, also where Life is Strange also took place. Yeah. Uh, this takes place approximately three years after what happened in Life is Strange One. Mm-hmm. I think it's 2016 that it starts. It is October 2016 to be exact. Okay. Which, to clarify. <laughs> this is a very political game. You cannot deny that. This is one of, this is a very, very political game. Like, yes. The, the reason for, like, the, having this game set in October 2016 is very poignant. Um... And if you remember just, like, the culture of the country around that time and how it's kind of persisted through the later the years that have followed, that is the kind of feelings that are prevalent throughout this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was half expecting the neighbor to say, like, make America great. Yeah. Yeah. But he did say some other rhetoric that was very close and very awful. Mm-hmm. So, 
Oh, I guess it should be clarified that you're playing as like a Mexican American family. Yes. Um, their dad is from Mexico. Mm-hmm. The, two, the two sons are Mexican American. Their mom was American. Mm-hmm. That's that's the clarification that makes yeah. sense here. Uh, you play as Sean, who is who is a 16 year old kid, just you know living living how Live- a high school kid live. Uh, his brother is Daniel. Is, uh, Daniel, he's nine. Um, and then their their dad is their dad, <laughs> Mr. Diaz. Yes. Uh, the first episode kind of just kicks off as like you you're Sean. You're just kind of getting ready for to go out to like a party and all this sort of stuff. You're just you're doing normal high school things because you're yes. a high school kid, right? Um, nothing Esteban. weird seems to be <clears throat> happening. You know. What'd you say? Esteban. Yes. Uh, that is the dad. Yes. Um, so you have like some interactions at home with with Esteban and Daniel, and then while and you're your kind best of, friend. while you're kind of in your room, you hear outside Daniel is getting harassed by a neighbor kid, and you go out to confront him. Um, some things go down. A cop shows up, and basically thinks you're to blame because you're not white. Yeah, so the the neighbor is, like, yelling things like, go back to your country, um, like, do you have papers, that kind of stuff. And you have the choice of, like, whether or not you you blame your brother or this guy. Regardless, there's, like, a fight and the dude falls on a rock and, like, mm-hmm. starts, like, spasming. But also there's fake blood on him because Daniel was playing with fake blood, which is what started the whole fight in the first place. So it looks a lot worse than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Because he's covered in fake blood. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Cop comes and is like, "All right, you guys are brown. Hands up." And then Esteban comes out and is like, yep. "What are you doing to my kids? Like, what the?" F-? Uh. And then the cop kills him. Yep. Um. Because he kept moving forward, which, like, again, not an excuse. He kept moving forward because he was trying to check on his sons mm-hmm. um but yeah cop just shoots him straight in the chest kills him mm-hmm. uh and then something happens and things just go hectic on the street mm-hmm. there's like a big shock wave basically yeah. and uh, car the police car flips the police car flips uh and basically sean and daniel book it they get well, the they, heck out of there they get knocked out for a minute and yeah. then come back and um like sean looks and is like okay dad's dead um the cop is dead everything's chaos we have to leave Mm -hmm. this is not good like the fact that there's a cop dead and they are brown like they're yeah um so they they leave very Mm -hmm. quickly and um i mean that's i i texted you when i started this was like when this happened i'm like god life is strange really likes their dead dads huh um yeah so that's Always a rough thing, but mm-hmm. um, recurring, I suppose. But yeah, the kids leave and start walking. I think as well, there's like this first episode is such like a big, it's almost like a shock because Life is Strange 1 wasn't this political. Oh, no, it was not this political. Like it it, it delved in some things here and there, but... To this basic, is blatantly political. This is very blatant. Like, this is very obvious. It's like, yes, we are going for this. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. This is what this game is about. 
Yeah, it's it's not like a, oh, you know, we're we're just seeing what it's like or but you have choices like it no, this is the narrative. Like there is some intense racism that these kids are having to face and like there is a awful situation where their dad is killed because the cop sees a brown man coming towards him and mm-hmm. like it's it's not f-ing around. Mm-mm. And it continues like throughout, which is one thing that I was actually um, pretty happy about is, uh, I mean, like it's horrible to what's happening, but I'm glad that they like kept up the politics throughout the episodes because I was worried it was going to be like, oh, this one is political and then the rest of them really aren't. They don't back down. They do not back down. They keep it up the whole time, mm-hmm. which is great. And it's interesting as well because like, this is what is Donata? They are French Canadian. No, they're they're French. This is a French developer. Wow. Writing this kind of American story. This is a very very American, American story. story, and nailing like just like the 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 very intricate ways of the politics of how America has been in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like just nailing it. Yeah, I mean, like this is some of the best political commentary i've seen in a long long time Mm -hmm. and it's not something you would expect from a video game right or at least like a video game that is of this budget right because like obviously you know there's indie stuff that that delves into this kind of thing um and i will say that it it has political commentary but it also has um especially in episode four which we'll touch on uh it has a lot of uh, commentary too about stuff in the united states Mm -hmm. um so it's really well i guess three has that too and there's like a narrative about labor at one point i'm like Mm -hmm. guys you guys are just going for it but yeah that's wild that they're french it's not what you'd expect when you look at this if you were if you had no idea who the like where the development team was situated you would think they were living through this like every day in the states Mm -hmm. and feeling like the hopelessness of it yeah. Oof. Um. So basically, after everything goes down, they they escape. Sean and Daniel do. They are basically just like living life on the road now. Mm-hmm. Camping, trying to find ways to get money and food and everything. Um. This first episode sees you basically have to like figure out how how where are you gonna like find camp? Where are you gonna find food? Do you have to like resort to to stealing? Stealing mm-hmm. people, stealing food, stealing money, and all that sort of stuff. Or begging for it. Or begging for it. Um, also, while trying to hide the fact that your dad's dead from Daniel, because Sean doesn't think that like he's ready to hear that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like he's just he's too young to to to, to think about that. Well, and he's still um, Sean is still unsure of what actually happened. Right. Um, after his dad died because of the shockwave he's not sure what that was about Mm -hmm. um so things happen when they go to a little like gas station like a gas station convenience store um you're able to like buy some supplies there if you have the money for it you have to basically kind of pick and choose what you should get Mm -hmm. um all the while there are newspapers out there with their pictures on like the front page, like looking for them because they are wanted for questioning on, on this situation and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they get recognized by 
the people who own this convenience store who basically lock them up. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to call the police. Well, I know the cops here. We're going to talk to them and get you it, turned in. He, like, even threatens to call ICE at one point. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang. Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, they... You can't do that to people. You can't just like imprison people. I'm pretty sure at one point they they the one of the dudes is like, "You're the you kids are the reason we're trying to build that wall." And it's like, yep, oof, yep, oof. yep, yep. That is said. That is said. Um, you're basically able to get out. Um, thanks to the help from Daniel and everything, and you run into this like travel blogger who you talk to in the convenience store, and he. His name is Brody. His name is Brody, and he get, helps you get out and, like, sets you up with, like, a motel and everything, gets you, like, a nice bag, and is just, like, does what he can to basically help you out for, like, a night. He also gives you his um, special bandana that he said helped him on the road when he mm-hmm. first started. He gives you some money. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the meantime, uh, Daniel stole a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He named it Mushroom. He named he got, we got We got a pup. Uh... This is also where you find or you stumble across Arcadia Bay. Yes. And depending on what, what you choose, because the game basically asks you up front, like, did you play Life is Strange 1? Yes or no. What did you choose as the final choice for Life is Strange 1? Mm-hmm. And depending on that answer, you will either see just Arcadia Bay as it is, as it normally was, with like a little like kind of map on like this little placard and everything, and you'll just see the... A small, quiet community. Like yeah. Uh, if you chose the other one where you saved Chloe, uh, you see the ruins of Arcadia Bay. And there, where that map was, there is now a plaque that's like, commemorates the uh, the tragedy of Arcadia Bay. This is when it happened. Here are the, the lives lost during this event. Like a, a, memoriam, a memoriam for them. Oof. Like, it's, it is rough. Um... But that's basically it. Like you get that little scene, and then it's moving on, we're on to the next thing, and we you're not we're not looking back. Which I mean, for this kind of story, like if you want to separate yourself from the original games, like that's pretty much the way to do it. If you're at least going to reference it at all. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I think. Is it? It's like a nice Easter egg that like if you didn't play the original, like it's fine. Um, but. But also, if you have like this takes into account what you what what was your version of that game mm-hmm. which is and, nice and that is prevalent in this world as well uh so eventually you get to a motel which brody sets you up with for like the night and and then it's basically like all right so this is basically all i can do for you guys from here on out you gotta figure it out on your own but you know i'll here's just like some options for you and follow me on my blog yeah <laughs> also get rid of your phone also, get rid of your phone, yeah, because they will GPS track you and find you that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Brody's a good dude. Brody's a really good dude. He, uh, he's a solid individual, mm-hmm. and he really does try and help. And he, he writes a letter that is very, very nice at one mm-hmm. point. And even, like, later on, I think it's in episode two, like, you can read his blog and he writes some really, really nice things about the the kids and like how he regrets not being able to help them out more. I'm just like, oh, cool. Brody. I don't think I saw that because I think there was the option to get on the computer, and I was like, nope, not doing that, not letting them track me. 
<laughs> I got on there. Um. So yeah, you go back to the motel and everything. You have like the option to call um, Lila, who's your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to like draw a bath for for Daniel, who is real excited about Hot Dog Man. Hot Dog Man is now a cartoon series. Yep, it's great. Um. So yeah, all that happens, and then Daniel inadvertently sees the news, which shows his shows their dad on there, and they're talking about how he was killed, mm-hmm. and Daniel freaks out. Yeah, he loses it. And you start seeing a bunch of stuff just like start to float and everything. And that is when you figure out that Daniel has like this some sort of telekinetic powers. And that's probably what happened at the very beginning. Yeah, Sean like starts putting it together like, oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what that shockwave was. Daniel gets mad basically because like you lied to him about their dad being dead and everything. And you basically be like, all right. I won't do that again. We'll just be cleaning up front with everything for you from here on out. And that's basically how the first episode ends with, um, I, th- I don't know if like they talk about it in this episode or not, or the, near the end of this episode or not, but like basically by the time you get to episode two, they are heading north to try and find their grandparents. Yeah. Uh, which also has them living in like a cabin in the winter. Mm-hmm not great cold yeah i mean it could be worse though they could be outside it's true um fireplace there's a fireplace and a place to to cook food not a lot of food but something uh sean's trying to teach daniel how to like control his powers and all that sort of stuff and also like keeps trying to like instill into him like hey can't tell anyone about this um can't be using this whenever like if, yeah, if that you happens, you can either like encourage or discourage him, like throughout the chapter of like or the episode of like, hey, you should use this here, or like, hey, maybe don't do that. That's not mm-hmm. good. But like the whole time, he's saying, you know, you have to keep this a secret. You can't just show it off. Because mm-hmm. that would be bad. Yeah. Also, the dogs um, there still. Mushroom is still here. Um, one of the things that I found interesting about this um, this episode. And the cabin in particular is that Daniel asks you relatively early on, like, what do you think happened to the people here? Like, they left their furniture. And um, Sean's like, I don't know. Maybe they just, like, moved or they left. And um, if you, like, dig around in the house, you find this letter of, like, hello, Mr. So-and-so. Um, you will start your chemo on this date. And it's like, ah. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so apparently the thing is that Daniel gets sick, and that's why they they switch course and go to the grandparents' house mm-hmm. in Oregon. Um, the I'll dog gets killed. Yeah. Oof. Poor doggo. Yeah. Um. So there's that's like a like cougar, or puma, something like that. A one cougar. of those. One of those big kitties who decides that he's going to eat the puppy. That was real mean. You guys all have the choice here if, if to either scare the cougar away or have Daniel take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I picked that I was going to scare it away, which mm. made Daniel upset because he's like, I didn't even have a body to bury, but like we still made a memorial. Yeah, same. But I just didn't want it to be on his head. Like he, he murdered this critter. Yeah. Like he's already murdered a cop accidentally. Doesn't need more. He doesn't need more. On his head. So eventually you get to the grandparents' house who invite you in. They also are aware of what's happening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they, oh, they're, Daniel's sick. Yeah, they're going to keep you here for the time being, time being and try and figure out what to do next. But your um, rules are you can't leave mm-hmm. and you can't contact anybody. And you can't go to a specific room. Yes, that too. Which is their mom's room. Correct. Because their mom, she says, is no longer her daughter. So you spend a little bit of time up in Oregon. Uh, this is where the, uh, the the Captain Spirit stuff comes in because it basically kind of your neighbors in into yeah you're the neighbor and then the, the the cliffhanger of that episode or that little demo is um, you falling out of, out of a a treehouse and thinking you're about to like fall to the ground but it's getting stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you learn that Daniel's the one who like catches him with his powers, make sure he doesn't like splat on the ground. Um. So Daniel and Chris, who's the little kid, uh, they They're on the same age, and they're friends. Yeah. They both like the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you also find a letter, because you, you go into your mom's old room and everything and try and root around. Uh, you find a letter from your mom expressing, like, hey, I want to see the kids. How does yeah, that happen? Help, help, help them, them. If, um, if they come to you. Uh, the grandmother does not, wants nothing to do with that. No, she gets pissed. Yeah. Also, um, I want to mention the fact that, like, during the whole memorial scene for Mushroom, um, Daniel asked me, like, do you think Mushroom is in heaven with dad? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Daniel, heaven isn't real because that's my response. And then, like, once we grandma's house at one point, like, she's like, all right, let's go to bed and let's pray. And then Daniel's like, well, that's not real. Sean says it's not real. I was like, <laughs> kid don't say that um i think i might have just like went along with it just because like you know he's a kid yeah well i i don't know i kind of felt like the whole like you know like don't lie to kids about santa type thing um but at the same time i was like shoot and she's like well i'm gonna pray for you guys y'all don't have to participate i'm like okay cool (laughs) yikes so i think like he he would do like prayers with her and i would and like uh Sean for me would just like not oh, okay. be like that's not my thing, but you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean like mine were respectful about it once Daniel like got for his like, but that he says he's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, oh buddy. Um but yeah. So she gets real mad. Um also she got mad because like you left and went to the Christmas market. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, you weren't supposed to leave the house, but you do. And you meet a guitarist girl there, Mm -hmm. um, who is kind of like a weird hippie girl with a Mm -hmm. guitar and a friend with a weird dreadlocky boy, Mm -hmm. lots of facial tattoos. Um, (laughs) so it's, it's bad that, uh, that she's so mad at you. Also, about. the cops come and show up and try and fight, figure out if the kids are there. Also, a shelf falls on your grandpa. Yep. Um, and you have the choice of like either trying to drag him out or Daniel like using his powers. Mm-hmm. Which um, one thing that's interesting is that early on in the grandparent visit, you can have like a heart to heart with grandpa, mm-hmm. and. He's like, I've noticed some weird things about Daniel. And you have a choice of like, do you confide in him or do you not? And I chose to confide in him. 
See, I chose not to. I told him. I I hit it, but when the time came for him to like, when the the shell fell, I was like, Daniel, f- use your powers now. Yeah. Um. So I had, I had said it. So like he even made a mention like that Daniel could do that when the shelf was on him. So, and then Graham was like, what is this witchcraft? This is a miracle from Jesus. <laughs> so I think like, since I didn't tell him, like he kind of like knew by that point, like once it happened, like once he, uh, Daniel used the powers, like, all right. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I kind of understand why you would not tell me this, but all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then you have to like basically book it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Chris is either able to help you or gets run over by a car. Yeah, that was upsetting for me. Um, because mm-hmm. I had told, I told Daniel, it's like you need to tell him the truth. You need to let him know that he doesn't have those powers. Like, come on. And he's like, oh yeah, I told him it's fine. Um, he didn't tell him. <laughs> And so Chris is like, it's fine. I have these powers. I can just, you know, jump in here and save you from this police car. And then gets hit by the car. I was like, oh, no. But then, like, you don't have time to do anything about it. Like, you have to run. Yeah, you're just, you're going. Um, But eventually you find out, like, he was okay. Yeah, he just, like, broke a leg or something. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, The end of the episode basically... You you jump on a train and you head south. Yes. And eventually you 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 reach California. Yep. Just like the OC's theme song. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is this is the episode that I I just hadn't played. <laughs> I played it. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of you already playing it and me and be like, oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, eventually once you kind of get back control and everything, you kind of go through like a little bit of what had, what they had been doing and everything going through the notebook by going through the notebook and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then once you're kind of back in control, you, you learn that like you're working on a pot farm. Yep. And you're kind of hanging out with like the, the hippies you, you've, you met up in Oregon. You re, <laughs> you reunited with them and then you got a bunch of other characters you're hanging around with now new hippie friends yes um the tattooed guy um got you a job Mm -hmm. so you and daniel are working on a weed farm the one weed the one weed um so you're just like camping out and sean's hair is really long well daniel's hair is really long now too but like sean's hair is like significantly longer because a significant amount of time has passed yeah um i think it's like spring of 2017 at this point something like that maybe or like I don't know if it's that far but like it's early uh, in probably 2017? early-ish 2017 because it was christmas when um they were hanging out with grandpa mm-hmm. and grandma maybe like late maybe january Jan- early february somewhere around that time yeah so that makes sense yeah. um so yeah you are you're working on the weed farm and camping out and um that's an interesting thing mm-hmm. to have a small child working on a weed farm. Yep. <laughs> um, it's it's a lot of like hanging out with these people and learning who they are, like the hippie people. Like one of your first introductions to this episode is like this one 
lady hannah is like walking to the showers just like boobs out mm-hmm. sean's like hi hi i'm looking up everything's fine <laughs> which like he's a 16 year old boy yeah so like i could see i could see where he's coming from on his like yep everything's fine everything's good yep no problems here um a lot of this episode as well is like a rift between sean and daniel starts to to really happen Ooh, this is the angst chapter. Yeah, a lot of angst happening. Daniel's so angsty. Daniel starts hanging around with Finn, who's the the face tattoo dreadlocks dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of just, like bouncing around with everyone else, so like, they feel like there's like this rift happening between the two. Um, Daniel's powers are getting more powerful, but also he's just like kind of becoming unchecked with them. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's definitely like more open about using them when he shouldn't be mm-hmm. um like there's one instance where finn and daniel are having like a knife throwing competition mm-hmm. and uh finn is like oh hey man like he's doing bullseye all the time like are are you guys from the circus like can you do this is it in your genes and so like the first time like i bullseyed it and then the second mm-hmm. time daniel like flings it away mm-hmm. because he he doesn't want you to to do it again and sean's just like dude what the heck what was that about but yeah it's a whole lot of daniel just being really really grumpy which like uh, again he's nine Mm -hmm. and his dad is dead Mm -hmm. and he's been on the road for several months Mm -hmm. um he also just saw like one of his only friends that he's had since everything went down get hit by a car and has no idea if he's okay Mm -hmm. um so, a lot's happened to this child, and it, I understand why he is angsty. And now being forced to work? Now being forced to work, and he's also um, afraid that he's going to lose his brother to, like, all these people. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which also, like, I think there were definitely moments where I was just like, Sean, you don't have to be, you don't have to, like, use this kind of tone with him. Like, come on, you could be more understanding, please. <laughs> Yeah, and I tried really hard to be, like, as nice and understanding as possible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there were points where I was like, okay, Daniel is being a little um, But also, like, again, he's a kid. Right. Kids are little That's what they do. But also, like, I think with, like, just how the ages with both of them are, like, expecting that kind of level of understanding was probably, it's probably difficult, let's yeah. say. Huh. So yeah, you, you get to you get to work. Snip snip. Yeah, I uh I got a trophy for being real good at cutting weed. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was real proud actually. <laughs> I got got in the rhythm. Mm-hmm. I think I cut like thirteen whole buds. I think I got around that as well. Like it was, it was, awesome. it was above ten. Yeah. Um, um you also get several warnings from the owner of the farm, like, hey, keep your brother in check. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, I'm doing my best, man. <laughs> there's a there's a definitely a good moment, like, when he first pulls you aside and it's like, you have options of being like, be like, yes, sir, no, sir. Or be like, oh, what about this part of your life? And I was like, nope, not going there. He will, he will rip me a new one if I try and, like, ask about his actual life. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Like not doing that. <laughs> no, he he um does like clarify at one point like he has a family, but they are in New York, and he doesn't want them anywhere near this kind of environment. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to like make his money and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has like a lackey called Big Joe, who um carries around huge guns all the time. He carries around an assault rifle. Yeah, it's it's intense mm-hmm. and they like joke that he has i think it's a russian accent which he doesn't have that but they joke that he like has something that he talks on the phone or something i don't remember what it was but they make some kind of joke about conspiracy theories yeah basically like i'm pretty sure that like if you if you talk to finn and um cassidy mm-hmm. i should know this i boned her um <sighs> But if if you talk to Finn and Cassidy, I'm pretty sure they'd be like anti-vax. Oh God! They're, they are like super into the the hippie scene. Yeah. So it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess that is worth mentioning. Um, this is also the part of the game where you get like romance options. Yes. Um, because you can either like go with Cassidy or go with Finn mm-hmm. and get some smooches. So. You went to the bone zone. I didn't. I did. I went to the bone zone. I don't know how you missed it. I but... don't know either. <laughs> um, There's also this really nice part where like they're all at a campfire and mm-hmm. you have the option of like staying and getting a haircut with Finn or you can go like hang out with Daniel and Daniel has a bit of a heart to heart and like explains more of his anger which i'm glad that i picked that option mm-hmm. but anyway yeah I, I went to the bone zone with cassidy it was it was interesting because like that was one of the things i had heard about was in this episode and like the prevailing theme was that, like this is one of the best written sex scenes in a video game ever well i did think that one part of it um that was actually really well done um and also entertaining is that like you get the sex scene mm-hmm. and then like you see Sean's face and he looks a little like perplexed <laughs> and maybe a little disappointed. He's like, I'm sorry, that really sucked. <laughs> like it was my first time and <laughs> and she she's understanding about that and she's like, Yeah, we'll just have to, you know, go again at some point and you'll get better at it. But like it's usually not very good your first time. No. Um. So so that was pretty realistic, and the <laughs> fact that he's just like, oh yeah, that that was real bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, what tattoo did you have her give you? The wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad that was an option because I was like, when, immediately when she was like, hey, what tattoo do you want? I was like, me a wolf. A wolf. Like that was before they they even give you options. I was like, it, it, one of these options better be a wolf. Yeah, because that's like the recurring theme with yeah, this. Exactly. Like they call themselves like the Wolf Brothers, and like every time they have the episode recaps, like he tells it as like these Wolf Brothers, mm-hmm. and they woo at each other all the time. I'm curious to see what the other option would give you. I don't know. Let me see if I can pull it up. But um, yeah, it it was pretty realistic though in the in the mm-hmm. sex scene. It was um, it was a lot of Sean having no idea what to do <laughs> uh which again realistic mm-hmm. um, um but things go bad for you soon. yes they do uh there's a day where you're you're waiting to get paid and you get brought in and everyone's like everything's fine 
and you're about to get paid and everything. And then, because you have to leave Daniel outside because he's not allowed in. And Daniel throws a gets a gets huffy and then tries to sneak into the house. And Big Joe catches him. And Sean's just like, F-. uh, so no one gets paid and everything. And then Big Joe's gonna like wallop on Daniel. And then, and then like an ashtray gets thrown into his head, Big Joe's head, mm-hmm. by Daniel using his power, which is right in front of everyone. Yep. And Sean just has to be like, uh, that, that was me. And gets punched in the face. Gets punched in the face. So you have to explain it to to Finn, Cassidy, and Jacob. Yes. What exactly is going on? And you're like, don't tell anyone about this. Like this is yes, this is what's happening, but we are not telling anyone about this. This is just between all of us. That's that. That's it. Uh, Finn tries to come up with this idea to to rob uh Merrill, who's the leader or is the owner of the 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 weed farm, and by using Daniel and Sean, you basically have a choice of being like going along with it or just being like, no, what the. F-? Which I went with that option because, like, mm-hmm. let's not have a small child like rob a weed farm when yeah. somebody has an assault rifle. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, that's a really terrible idea. But it's apparently a choice you can make. It is a choice you mm-hmm. can make. Uh, so basically, things go down. You have like a going away party because you get fired and you have to leave. Um, all the while things are happening, Finn takes Daniel to to go rob the place. So you have to go break in or find one of Big Joe's cars and steal it to to drive over to Merrill's and try and stop them, essentially. Um, I also, like, punctured his tires, which was fun. I punctured all those tires. Yep. I was like, you're not going anywhere, buddy. Did you alert him at all? Nope. Okay, neither did I. I'm guessing one of the ways to alert him would just be, like, break the glass, which I was like, that's a stupid idea. I'm not doing that. I'm going to try and find a way to get in here. That's a terrible idea. Why would I do that? Good question. Also, I stole a bullet from him. I did steal a bullet from him as well. Because it's a collectible. Yep. Um, so you eventually get there and you kind of walk in and you see them right before they're about to, to do the thing. And you're just like, what the f*** are you doing? So like, apparently your other option, by the way, is just like weed plants. Great. If she chooses the tattoo great. for Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I went with the sh- wolf instead. Yep. Um, so you basically try and stop them, but Daniel is like, I can do things on my own, and blows open the door, which wakes up Meryl, and he's like, what the f*** are you doing? Yeah. Uh, has you all line up, which is you, Cassidy, Finn, and Daniel, and it's just like, what the f*** are you doing? This is and a terrible like, idea. I have I'm a shotgun. Teach you guys a lesson. Mm-hmm. Which, um, it should be mentioned at some point that, like, Daniel's powers are getting really strong. He, like, lifts this weird tree out of the water at one point. Yes. And it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you were, you were hanging out in Meryl's house and his bad news bears. Like, he's not seeing ramifications of using his powers too much or too often like uh, Max did in Life Strange 1. Right. At least currently he hasn't. Um, but yeah, it, bad stuff happens. Um, eventually there is the option of just sitting there and waiting to see what happens or having Daniel fling the gun out of Meryl's hands. Mm-hmm. Both options aren't great. Nope. Did you go through both or? Nope. 
Uh, so I, I, I think this this can change depending on things. But if you if you let these things play out, um, Finn gets the blame, and he's like, "All right, I'll make this work." And Meryl's like, "You you will, all right." And then just like keeps pointing the gun, and then just Cole just just straight up executes Finn. Jesus. Yeah. No, Finn lived in mine. So you, you, like the blood splatters on the Daniel and everything, and then Daniel freaks out. Oh Jesus! That's what caused the freak out. Uh, so I save scummed and went back into the other options. Like this, this, this seems real bad. Um, which the other option still isn't great. Um, you fling Daniel the, gets shot. You fling the gun out. Uh, Daniel gets shot in the shoulder. Um, and then freaks out. And then freaks out, and just everything kind of goes to to heck and back. Uh, you basically things you get like a shot of like after the aftermath. Uh, everyone's kind of injured. Apparently, some people cannot can get away from this scot free. Really? That, that's what it seems like in the choices. Huh. Um, and you have a glass shard in your eye. Yeah, and the entire room is just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Also, there's no Daniel. There is no Daniel. Uh, which leads us to the penultimate episode of episode four. Mm-hmm. Where you wake up in the hospital a good time later because you were in a coma. Your hair's all gone. Your hair's all gone. Also, you don't have an eye. No eye. Which... It is a really good thing that they do here that, like, if you're looking at things from his perspective now, like, the left side is blacked out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really well done. It made me almost miss something because I had to, like, turn my head all the way to look <laughs> at it when it was a collectible. Uh, also, you're just, you're under police watch. You're under, you're under a police hold. The FBI. FBI. The FBI is coming to question you about where Daniel is. The events of Seattle, what you've been doing since then, what happened at the the weed farm and everything, like, and you're just like, mm. it's a mess. It is a mess. Uh, so yeah, and then eventually you get your notebook back from the the nurse who's there, who's really cool, which also He's very really cool, very poignant that it is a black male nurse who yes. is talking to you about not trusting cops. Yes, it is very very poignant, very well done, and I'm glad that. He- one of the only people in this that is just like extremely kind mm-hmm. um, to Sean throughout this whole thing. Yes, uh, he sneaks in your notebook, and you get you get to look through it and everything, and you find a a note from Jacob who says, "Hey, I found, I found Daniel. I got all your stuff. If you can make it to Haven Point, Nevada, that's where I will be with Daniel." And you're like, "Oh, f- we gotta get, I gotta get out of here." Gotta run. Gotta run. Um, so then you sneak out of the hospital. Sure. What? Is that all what you did? I might have taken a pipe from the, the restroom and clonked the guard over the head. Oh, Jesus, dude. I didn't know how to sneak out. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I woke him up getting that pipe off the wall. And then it didn't let me try and sneak out. So it was like the only option I had was either call Jacob or call uh, the, the nurse. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting him involved, involved in this. Or to, to to bash the guard over the head with a pipe. <laughs> I and knock took him the out. pipe off the wall, but he didn't He didn't come. He woke up for me, but I had to call oh. him in to, to do this. I didn't know what any other way to sneak out. So you can use the pipe to break the safety on the window? Oh. And climb out the window. I tried. To, I tried looking at the window stuff, but like never, there was no option for me to do anything with it. Did you open it once? Yeah. 
Okay, and then you got the safety block? Yeah. And then you had the pipe? Yes. Did you, did you close the curtain? Yes. Huh. That's how I had to lure him in, because I closed the curtain. Uh, Did you make the body with the sheets? Yes. I don't know what you did. I, did, I couldn't break it. So I bonked a guard over the head, grabbed my backpack and stuff, and booked it. So I... I climbed out the window and was like shimmying um, on the ledge, which is how I ran into Finn. See, I so I ran into him because you once you once you're clear, you basically go into the employees' room, grab your stuff, and then you go through like a construction exit, and then you hop out a window there and go down like a flight of stairs. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's where you, you, you run into get him. To the same exit. Mm-hmm. Which the the game gives you an option to talk to him. And I was like, F- that guy. I went and talked to him just because, like, I'm trying to make, like, the kindest Sean that I can. I um, am so too, I but in. also, that guy. Yeah, that dude sucked. And he, like, tried to get my brother basically murdered. But And tried to pin everything on me. Yeah, that too. So I was like, f*** him. I'm not talking to him. I'm getting the f*** I mean, out of here. I did also blame him when the FBI agent oh, same. asked. Same. I was, like, I was like, it was all him. Mm-hmm. It was all, all I mean, it was all him, but... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I went went in and I talked to him and, like, forgave him, but also, like, basically told him he sucked. Also, I figured he was going to narc on me. Ah, that makes sense. If I talked to him, so. No, he was actually really nice to me when I was in there. F*** him. Um, So then you steal a car. And then you steal a car! (laughs) I was like, buddy, what are you doing? You're already in so much trouble. You're escaping police custody and now you're committing Grand Theft Auto. So you steal a car. You eventually have to uh, make your way to Nevada. Stop and clean your eyeball that doesn't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. which they go over like they they have the nurse clearly say like these are the steps you need to do. And I was expecting to be like okay, well eventually you're going to have to do those steps in order. I thought too. And then that never happens. No, I really thought that would happen. But I was like, not. that's weird. Also, the uh, the cliffhanger, or the, the next episode preview of this episode, has a random cop, like, yelling at you, calling you, like, a cop killer and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that never shows up in this episode. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> so that was bizarre. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're driving through, trying to get to Nevada and just being on the down low in your stolen vehicle. You stop in the middle of like the desert one night and then get woken up by these weird Nevadan hill- hillbillies. They're so racist. They are very racist. Well, at least one of them is like super duper racist. The other one's like, all right, come on, back off. But mm-hmm. he still also sucks. Mm-hmm. They're basically like, we're going to call the cops on you. You're on our land. It's like, and then off. like starts like basically saying like, I want you to say in Spanish like, I don't remember what he was saying. One of them is like that he stole a car. Like I'm a I'm a filthy thief or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one that like he's a filthy thief that like needs to go back to his country or something. Mm-hmm. He keeps asking you like, how do you say these in Spanish? And you either have the choice to say in Spanish or basically just like F- off. Which I told him F- off each time, and then eventually he's like, well. Either we beat you up or you sing a song in Spanish. So I I saw that it was an option, but I didn't get that. Because I went, I basically just was like, I'm going to say the things in Spanish that will probably defuse the situation and allow me to get out of here in like the the, the best shape. Did it work? It it most basically worked. Like, uh, 
I said the things, and then eventually, like, the storm came, and they they off. Um, so I didn't have to sing a song or anything, but he Did still, still like... still leave crying? Yeah. Yeah. He still, like, rooted through my stuff and everything, which I didn't, like, try and grab the, the, the toy or anything, which apparently, if you try and grab it, it breaks. So, like, yeah. it was still fine. Um... So yeah, like I I just basically went with the, the the option I thought would best get me out of that situation without me getting like a the cops called or b the shit kicked out of me. Yeah, so I didn't get beat up. Um, I did sing the song, um, because he was either going to beat me up or I had to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he sings um Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in Spanish, but Weird. he's like crying the whole time. Yeah, it's just really upsetting to watch, like really upsetting to watch. I think if anything, like this scene in particular is like one of the best ways that shows off just the power dynamic when it comes to racism mm-hmm. in a way that like, I don't think video games really are able to capture a lot of times. So one thing that is really significant that I noticed in this scene is that um, he, Sean is looking down most of this scene. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever actually like try and meet their eyes, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Like every time I've... he he like I had him say the things in Spanish, he would he was always looking down mm-hmm. when that happened. Like, yeah, which you're, I mean, you're right? Like, he he did just have his dad die because he was brown. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was interesting to me that they like took the time to make sure that he was not looking them in the eyes when that was happening. Cause that's really significant. And that again, like is a power move mm-hmm. um, that like he was trying to just survive the situation. Yeah. That's a, a very key point. It, it was, it was a hard scene to do. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, so you, you do have to like, get out of that area and eventually start walking because the the car runs out of gas yeah so you are sol and you basically have to walk the rest of the way in the the in the in the middle of the day in the nevada desert sun and he gets a pretty bad sunburn you can see on that Mm -hmm. and um so one thing that made me nervous but i did it anyway is that like at one point a trucker drives up and like mm-hmm. honks at you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after what this kid just went through, like, uh, I I also felt the same way, especially when he's like, Hey kid, I'm not a f- weirdo. And I was like, you don't say that if you're not a weirdo. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was like, Oh no. And he's like, Hey, if you want to like just rest while we, while the drive happens, go ahead. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> but, but the dude was fine. Yeah, he's like, here, my my wife makes really good sandwiches. You want a sandwich? Gave you a sandwich, let, gave you a ride the way there. Also warned you about the place you were going to. Yeah, which was really nice. Totally fine, dude. I was pleasantly surprised and shocked. Um, it's, like I said, especially after what we had just mm-hmm. gone through with Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very happy that this dude didn't suck. <laughs> it was very nice. Um, but you, you eventually find your way to Haven Point, which is just like this weird little church church community yeah um you basically walk in or you 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 stop outside and see this little girl and then another dude who's like are you here to see the service you're like not really i'm just here to to find someone and she Um, keeps coughing a lot mm -hmm. uh so you go in and then you see like all these flyers around 
and you see them basically advertising the angel Daniel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, oh no. Uh, That was immediately like, I was like, oh, f- Daniel's in a cult. <laughs> yep, that was what I... I saw that. I was like, oh, God, he's in a cult. He's joined oh, no. a cult. What are we going to do? There's a funny thing where, like, it gives you, like, there's pins you can get. And they're like, oh, put in a donation. I was like, F- that. And then I, I looked through the stats later. I was like, Al Donated, what are you doing? And I tried to explain my logic on this. Like, I personally felt bad because it was like, you give a dollar and take a pin. They're a cult. I know, but like, I feel bad stealing. They're a cult. It's a pin. them. But also, I don't want a pin from a cult. But it's a collectible. It is a collectible, but like, I just felt bad. That's, that's nah. who I am. That's nah. who I am as a person. Is that I, I didn't feel bad in the slightest. I can't steal things. Because I was like, I'm not f- Donating to a cult? Are you kidding me? They're gonna yeah, give me it... Kool Aid and make me f- put on some weird garb and cut my hair weird. Oh yeah, that that haircut. It's a is sh- not... bull cut. It's not good. So you go into the where the 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 the, the service the, the service and all that stuff is, and it's just like a. It seems normal at first, like a little bit. The, the pastor is a little bit more exuberant, you might say. It it uh, originally comes across as like a holy roller type thing. Yeah. And then Daniel shows up, and you're like, oh, that's Daniel. And yep. then the, the the reverend lady has him pull, like, a giant crucifix off the wall and then put it back. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. This is bad. Yep. So eventually you, like, you, you try and go up to talk to him after the service, and, and he's like, oh, Sean, you're back. Yay, I knew you'd come. And he's like, you want to come join us, right? And you're like, no, no, no definitely not. <laughs> you want to come with me. And he's like, I don't wanna. This is my family now. And I was like, you f***ing little Oh, I was so mad at him. <laughs> uh, you get, you basically get thrown out because you're basically like, you're, you tell the Reverend she's like a, a fraud. And... Which, again, this is a poignant scene that like you're thrown out by this guy who's basically a heavy and he shuts the gate and pulls out a gun on you. He pulls a gun on you. And it's like, I have a license and I can use this. And he's like, what the f***? And then someone shows up and is like, Sean, we got to get out of here. And it's your f- mom. It's your mom. And you're like, what the f*** is going on? It was wild. That was, Yeah. So you basically go back to like a, a motel she's staying at. And all the while, Sean's just like mad and just like confused and just mm-hmm. like, what is happening? And also, uh, like, oh, God, my brother's in a cult. Also, my brother's in a cult. <laughs> um, so, eventually, like, she tells you that, like, Jacob got in contact with her, told her the situation, and she basically booked it to, to Nevada and is trying to figure out a way to get him, Daniel, out of there. That she's been living in Arizona. hmm All the while, Sean's just like, where the f*** have you been? <laughs> yeah, and so this is an interesting scene as well because, like, Again, you completely drive it based on your choices, mm-hmm. but you can try and like hear her out and like be sort of nice. Like he's still mad because he has every right to be mad. Totally. Um, but he he like actually listens to her story, or you could just shut her down completely and mm-hmm. be like, "This is not okay. I don't want to talk about it. Like you suck. You abandoned me." It's like, jeez. So I basically just like let her. I just let her tell, tell her story. Yep, same. 
which I felt like was the the way to go with that. Like, obviously, he has every right, like you said, to be mad and everything. But also, I feel like as he would be mad, but also would be like, I want to know the answers to this. He would want answers. I want to know where he's been, <laughs> or at least the Sean that I played would want answers. Right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get like all of her backstory. Basically, she's like, I just wasn't fit to be a parent, be a wife. Like it just it was tearing down my mental like well-being so i just i got out of there like obviously i don't think that was maybe the best idea but for me like i had to do that like that was the best that was the only choice i had and she basically just says like this was not the life for me Mm -hmm. but that she like really loved esteban Mm -hmm. and that she loved um sean Mm -hmm. she didn't really know daniel (laughs) but um still the I fact think, that she's there is is good. It is, and like it's just it's it's an interesting conversation as well because like there's no just like weird oh reunion like oh I've missed you oh my god I've always wanted to come back it's like no she just has her reasons like she's yeah she's like this that wasn't the life for me like I you know there's people who that life is for for me like I learned the hard way that was not for me and like you know I may have. Like, the way I left everything and, like, just not being able to talk to you guys, like, maybe that was the wrong idea. Like, I wanted to, like, reach out to you guys at some point. But staying there in that in that life, like, it just, that was not the, the healthy move for me. Um, and I thought it was just, like, a very, like, interesting conversation that the two of them have because... Especially like this is the way I the way you and I both did it where like he like listens and hears her out and everything like you know he gets to be mad and everything but like learn all like just like why she did all these things and just like to have a character who is like that to be like sometimes people just aren't meant to be significant others or parents or whatnot and that's how it was for me. Yeah and I actually um understand where she's coming from to an extent because i know who i am as a person i know i would not be a good mom Mm -hmm. i know that i wouldn't um so like i i get that mindset and i i wish she had realized that before she had kids but um you know it it is it is what it is i guess but um one of the things that i thought was neat in a way of this scene is that um at one point she starts smoking when she's outside with you mm-hmm. and um i asked if i could like bomb a cigarette because sean is yeah, a, same a dirty smoker at this point <laughs> and um he like pulls out his dad's lighter and lights it and she was like reminiscing about that lighter that she had not seen in a while i was like oh mm-hmm. like you can tell that she genuinely did care about esteban totally and so that made me happy, at least, that there was some kind of, like, genuine affection and also, like, lamenting that he died. And if she didn't care about the kids, she wouldn't be here to begin with. That's true. Like, she would not have showed up to mm-hmm. fight a freaking cult. Right. Um, there was one part I, I felt bad about because uh, you have to go change the eye dressing and everything. And mm-hmm. she offers to help. And mm-hmm. I, I refused and it, and I sound it made it it made it sound like worse than I meant. I just like I was just gonna be like yeah I can do this on my own like that was the kind of mindset I was going with. And he's kind of a little bit more rude with it. And I was just like that's not what I meant. But sorry. Oh no! I let her do it. I was just like I I I can do this myself. It's fine. But then he's like no I got this. 
Oh no. I was like, I didn't mean it for it to be like that, but sorry. Yeah, I, I let her do it. I let her help him. Uh, but also, then... she remembered like his order from one of the fast food restaurants, which was like, <laughs> really yeah. nice. Uh, so eventually you have to meet up with Jacob because you, you have the option of like calling him while she's out or waiting until she comes back to call him. And he's just like, I can't talk right now. I'll meet you with this bar here. Uh, can't talk. They're, they're watching me. Things are bad, but we'll, we'll talk about it in person. All right, bye. At this weird billboard. Yes. Uh, eventually you meet up with him and you get to learn like what happened after the, the aftermath of everything, how he was able to get Daniel and everything. He's just like, I, he came back to camp. He looked very disheveled and just completely out of it. So I was like, I got to get this kid out of here. Um, he said he didn't know where else to go. He didn't know where else to go. He got all of your money and everything, all your belongings for the most part. Um, he, and then uh, He looks like a suburban dad right now. He does look like a suburban dad. The hippie that he was. Um, And then like he's like, so I brought him back here, but like that was a huge mistake. I should not have done that. Like I messed up. Yeah. And let's you, let's go save him. Let's go figure out a plan to to bring him back. So like, cause in the third episode, there during that fire talk, everyone kind of like has like a little discussion about like oh things that went bad for you, and he has a discussion about like oh well there was a time where I lost my faith and everything, and I was basically kicked out of the church, and I this is how I kind of ended up here, because mm-hmm. people just I didn't know where else to go. I lost this this big chunk of my life, so now I'm here. Um, this is the place he met. Yep. Yeah, uh, this place is real messed up. Yes. Uh, so you have to sneak into the, 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 the church compound, basically, and try and find some evidence against the reverend. You find that, like, she got kicked out of a former church of hers. She is uh, trying to adopt Daniel, mm-hmm. which is messed up. Also, you find information on uh, Jacob's uh, sister who has like pneumonia, pneumonia and the reverend is not treating it in the slightest mm-hmm. which again is something that people do mm-hmm. um, that they have the whole like well Jesus will heal the all issues like one of my brother's friends um, his mom got cancer mm-hmm. and like pretty aggressive cancer and they were both just like, oh, well, you know, Jesus will heal this. And they just refused for her to do any kind of chemo or any kind of treatment. They didn't try and get the tumors out, like nothing. Yikes. And so, like, that's what this reminded me of was, like, that kind of, like, fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also, like, a very, this particular type of church that they're showing is a very, like, U.S. type thing. Right. Um, it's, it's real messed up. Um, so you find out she has pneumonia, but then you also find out more about his past. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find a file about him mm-hmm. and you look through it and he's just like, and Sean's like, do you want me to look through this? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, you learn the real reason why he was kicked out of the church. And that is because they basically, the church made him go through conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whoa, f- yeah, and there's, like, even a note that they had confiscated of him, like, asking some, like, boy to meet him after hours. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's real messed up. And, like, he, he tries to explain to you, like, what, what it was like. And it was, oof. And he, he says just blatantly, like, you know, I was always more into boys than I was girls. And, like, that freaked everyone out. Yeah. So they tried to do whatever they could to change that and everything. And just, like, oof. 
it's 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 not surprising they went with this route considering mm-hmm. you know the circumstances and everything but just like whew. it's still a punch the gut it is like you just you find that and sean's just like dude um, one thing that I found in this house that was really, really creepy is that, um, Daniel's getting letters from like grown women. I, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if I saw that. Yeah. He's getting letters from like adult or like, oh my God, you're the greatest thing ever. And it's like, Ooh, yikes. Um, which again, the, the cult type thing is, ugh you know sometimes that happens mm-hmm. um but eventually like the heavy dude with a gun is coming back in the house and we got two different routes on this mm-hmm. um i like mine better because like their mom goes pretty right or die at that point which is pretty awesome <laughs> um but yours like you just hid in the closet and then like waited it out right yeah, because she calls in and is like, hey, I can do this. And I was like, no, that's, that's, that's not. Uh, so I hid in the closet. Jacob, like, hides behind the door. And that he works. He the door somehow. It works. I don't I know. I kept, what... like, redoing that because I thought, like, oh, f***. Like, I have to wait for him to get into, like, one of these hiding places or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought they were supposed to come in the closet no. with me, which would have been some interesting, uh, you know, rhetoric there that, like, he's going into the yeah. closet with you. No, he just hides behind the door and it's fine. Yeah, and like the dude even turns around at one point. And I'm like, uh, but he just doesn't yeah. see him. That's where you find the file that she's trying to adopt Daniel and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, how did you escape? So what I did instead is that she calls and she's like, oh, I can make a distraction for you to get out. And I was like, yeah, right. sure, go ahead. Um, There's a building on the compound that she just sets on fire. Right, but like, how did you leave the building? Yeah, so I hid in the closet while all uh-huh. the fire thing was happening and then waited until the guy like gets the call that he needs to go check out the building and then he just leaves. So I left. Did you leave just through the front door? Yep. Okay. Cuz like they have Jacob move over to the window and there's like a conversation spot there and he's like we got to go. And I was like, "Yeah. All right." And I figured like that was the we were going to escape through the window. But he just stays there, and, like, there's no option to go through the window, and I was confused if I missed something or not. No, I went through the front door. No, like, he, so, like, for me, like, I didn't have that that happen. I didn't have, like, the fire happen, so, like... I mean, it's, like, a pretty tall building that she just, like, commits mm-hmm. arson on. <laughs> um. So, like, he comes in, drops off that file, and then just leaves. Yep. And I was just like, all right, later. It's gonna Bye. walk out the door. <laughs> And then you just go into the the other place. Try and get your your, your bro back. Mm-hmm. While Jacob goes and gets his sister. Um, so you get to have a big big old fight between you and the Reverend. And the heavy. And the heavy, while Daniel tries is like has to decide whether he wants to stay or not. And then Sean just gets to beat out of him. He does, and like this is a really powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because the heavy keeps like just knocking the hell out of him. Um, like Sean gets the beat out of him, but mm-hmm. every time like you have the option to like keep pressing X and just keep getting back up, and he just keeps getting back up. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one part where he like is like spitting blood even, but 
he just keeps trying, which I think is partially what like convinces Daniel that like he needs to go back mm-hmm. is that Sean refuses to give up on him. And like there's a point where like the, the heavy pulls out a gun and like Sean's just like, F- shoot me if you have to. I don't yeah. care. F- do it. And Daniel's just like, oh, no, <laughs> I got to use my powers. So he does. Uh, so stuff gets knocked around. A candle inadvertently sets the the place on fire. Uh, and then you have to fight through the the fire and everything. And then Daniel's eventually like helps you get out, or like, you get that you have the option to tell him to to help you or not. Yeah. So the the crazy reverend lady like blocks the door and is like, "We're gonna burn in this hell together." I was like, "Whoa, buddy, calm down." Um, and so I was just like, yeah, Daniel, do it. So he just like flings her aside and opens the door. <laughs> that is also what I did, but apparently there's options where like you just shoot her. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. That's a thing. Yikes. Um, there was also a moment because like once that happens, like the, the gun gets just on the ground and yeah. you just walk out and I was expecting one of them to pull the, sh- to, to pick up the gun and shoot you in the back. Yeah. I was like, oh, you probably should have done something with a gun, but then they just, the other two just leave. And I was like, oh, okay. We're good. We're good. Yeah, no one's good shot. Sean picked it up at one point for me. Yes, same. But but then he just like, I don't need this. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you're like standing out, and this church is just on fire, and the reverend and the heavy come out, and she's like trying to go back in, and he's pulling her back. Um. What a loony bin. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that's that's an accurate way to describe it. I mean, like anybody who thought that haircut on Daniel was a good idea is obviously it's real like, bad. It's so bad. Real bad. Um. So yeah, you're like hanging out with your mom now, which there is one thing that, like, in the the showdown in the church, um, she starts talking, and Daniel's like, "Who is she?" <laughs> and Sean's like, "Oh yeah, that's our mom. It's it's fine." And um, the Reverend keeps calling him like son. And Karen, your mom, like, gets real upset at one point. Like, stop calling him Mm -hmm. that. Which I bet for Daniel was probably real weird, like, seeing Sean and their mom together. Because the whole time prior to this, I've been like, we're not depending on her. She doesn't know. She hasn't done anything for us. F*** her. Yep. And then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, this is our mom. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. He's like, who is this? It's like, oh, right. That's our mom. You don't know her. Uh, so yeah you get out of the church and everything you you meet up with jacob and you say goodbye so he's able to get his sister out and everything and you drive away and that's the end of the episode mm-hmm. with the preview for the final episode being the the mexican border yep and then figuring out like they're talking about crossing it Mm-hmm. Oof. so that's gonna be interesting I guess we forgot to mention, like, their whole, like, initial story was that they were going to go to, um... Where their like, dad grew up. Puerto Lobos? Puerto Lobos. Um, which is, like, Wolfport? I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Lobos is wolf. Um, I know that for a fact. <laughs> but, um, which is fitting. Yes. Um, but they've been trying to get there the whole time. So they're eventually like, all right, come this far. We got to go. So that's where we left off. That is where we, uh, that's where we end. That's where the, the, the final episode will take place, which we'll talk about at a later date when it eventually comes out. Um, mm-hmm. 
I kind of almost feel like that if you would have ended it here, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, I would have been okay with that. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do with this last episode. I am, too. Like, what did they do with Karen? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they leave her because they're, like, at Mexico and she's not there. She's not talking. Or, or are they going to do the same thing that they did last time and that the This just never not, happens. Not relevant at all. None of this happens. So that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we will eventually reconvene when this final episode comes out, which I guess tentatively is scheduled for the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. And we will see how... This whole thing comes together. I'm really liking this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked Life is Strange, but I think I like this one better. It's way more daring with its writing and storytelling, I think. Which, I mean, it obviously, is. just in general with, like, what we talked about. But I think comparatively, like, yeah, this this definitely feels like a sequel where you've learned to basically make a better game, make a better story. It hits a lot harder. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. Uh, but that's gonna that's gonna wrap this episode up. You don't have to pay five dollars for this episode, <laughs> unless you want to. It's possible. Um, it is possible. We do have options for that. We do have options for that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we do. We we discussed the Trails of Cold Steel three demo. Uh-huh. As in the early parts of this episode, and uh, we discussed Life is Strange two episodes one through four, uh-huh. both things we will eventually talk about later on. <laughs> Yay! This is our preview episode. It's a very long preview episode. It is. <laughs> Big old extended preview. Oh, he woke up. Oh, darn! I was trying to get my mic close enough that you could hear him because he was like snoring. Mi- he was not snoring exactly. He was dreaming. Oh, good boy. So he was making like weird grunty sounds <laughs> and like acting like he was like sucking on the blanket. What a weirdo. He was really cute. <laughs> anyway, yes. Long preview episode. <laughs> long preview episode. Uh, so if you'd like more from us, go to seasonlamercheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Lamer Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Also, you can find all the podcasts now on Spotify. Yes, I saw your tweet. Because apparently they made that easy now. Yay! It's not a thing where you have to have like you have to be contacted by their business to get on their oh podcast platform. Yeah, it used to be a hassle. But now it's just like throw your RSS feed in there. It's good. There you go. Yay! So if you have Spotify, you can find all of our podcasts on there. And also, obviously... They're on Apple and Google Play, probably other places as well, because they just ripped the RSS feed and put them on there. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you can find our podcast on there. Uh, but also, mm-hmm. if you want the full catalog of all of our podcasts, you got to go to the website. Seasonlamercheckup.com or SCC.cool, because for some reason, the way our podcast feed is, it only displays 100 episodes. Welp. So, if you want the full catalog, some of the, the earlier stuff... You gotta go to the website for that. That's where, I mean, that's that stuff's all that's still there. So, mm-hmm. just sometimes not on the other feeds. We're not getting rid of it. Nope. Uh, if you want more from Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/AnimeCheckup. It's where we do Twitters. 
And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Well, Max, you okay, buddy? He just fell off the couch. God. <laughs> Poor Max. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, next week, I don't know what we are going to be discussing. Um, Could be anything. Yeah, I don't remember. Is anything coming out this week? Uh, well, something something did come out this week, but it doesn't come out for you until next week. Right, the physical copy, because our butts. Yeah, so we eventually we will be talking about uh, I the Somnium Files, mm-hmm. which I have already played. There's a review mm-hmm. up on Crunchyroll if you want to read that mm-hmm. to hear my thoughts about the new Uchi Koshi game. This cool dude that I'm doing the podcast with got retweeted. It was awesome. It's <laughs> weird. Um. Spoilers for that. It might be the best Uchikoshi game. Heck yeah, I'm excited. If not, it's either the best or the second best. When does Untitled Goose Game come out? That comes out tomorrow. <gasps> tomorrow, right? Hang on, let's let's go to the let's go to some release dates here. I I want to play some Goose Game. You want to be an <laughs> goose? I do want to be an <laughs> goose. Um. Untitled Goose Game comes out Friday, September 20th. Heck yes. The same day as your favorite game, Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting that. Um, also, next week, the KFC dating sim comes out. <gasps> I I want us to play that. Right. I, I, I want us to play it. All right. We have to do it. I'm fine with that. Yay. Um, what what else is what else big is coming out? You wanna play some Baldur's Gate? That's coming to all the consoles. Uh Ori's coming to Switch. Nice. Uh and then in a few weeks, uh Indivisible comes out, which I should be getting a copy of because I backed that game. <laughs> nice. And then that weird ring comes out for the Switch in a month. Oh right. I forgot about the ring. And then Trails of Cold Steel will come out after that. <sighs> So but we'll figure out something for next week because I don't know. Weird things. We'll figure it out. I'm going to be an goose. Yes. Uh, so look forward to something next week. It'll be fun, exciting, and all of the funds. <laughs>